The information expressed in the following podcast is intended for educational purposes only and was created by and belongs solely to Believe Limited and the Flow podcast and does not necessarily reflect the views of our sponsors. Please speak to your healthcare provider before making any medical decisions. Time capsule for future generations, <laughs> menstrual awareness society. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica and welcome to Flow. I'm here with Sarah Watson, sex therapist, and we are here together with cycle chats and we all want to know that burning question. How's your flow? Welcome once again to Flow. We start off Flow with that quick check-in to normalize the reality of menstruation. So, oh, our wonderful cycle chat team, how is your flow individually, collectively, however it's going? We always Staff, do this. We're me? always like, do you want to go we first? We never know who, who to go first. <laughs> it happens every time. Emily, so this, I'm Stephanie, just so you can get accustomed to our voices. Yes. Yes, and I'm Emily. Sometimes we hear that we sound similar, but I don't hear it ever. I think it's the uh, maybe that little bit of vocal fry you've picked up from me right on the end it's there. Possible. That little salt, that little extra spice Ooh. in your, vo- your vocal cords. <laughs> I like As it. my vocal folds roll together, rub Just, together, and they're like, mm, yeah. uh, baby, nice. stop it. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess uh, well, I guess I, I can... well that uh, yeah. Go, Steph. Go. I'll take it away. I'll take it away. I am. My flow's been great. Um, well, better now that I've addressed that my mental health seems to be severely affected by mm. where I am in my cycle. I'm currently in ovulation, so as you well know, I am feral. I just mm. am at on the top top of the charts. No one can <laughs> <Yes>. stop me. <laughs> I have my red lipstick on. Like I'm ready. Let's do okay. this. So, yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm riding that high right after that low. Mm, nice. It's nice. like, do you ever get like cute aggression in the luteal phase like that? Absolutely. Like, Are you so kidding great. me? Yeah, oh, I just got a dog, and every time I see him, I want to like I scream right into the ether. I'm just like, oh god, he's so cute. Like he's got no business being that cute. So I'm gonna sue, you know. And he's a dog, mm, right. so yeah, he's, yeah. I'm not getting anything out of him. <laughs> I mean, that's what our luteal phase does is make us yeah. extra like upset at how adorable a creature might be. It's a fun mm-hmm. side effect. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Oh. Emily, Um, Emily. well, I I can go. Yeah. So I am in the middle of my menstrual phase right now. I am bleeding, baby. I think I'm on day three. It's great. My husband and I celebrate every time I get my period because we're like, we did it. No babies. Yay. I mean, we wear protection and we do everything that we should, but still we're not ready for that in our lives yet. So we just celebrate. We've been together for six years and we're like, every time I get my period over those six years, we just have a party. We're like, yeah, we did it another month. Way to go. I don't know period how many party. couples do that, but it's very exciting. Yeah, period party. Exactly. No babies. Yeah. Way to go. Not pregnant. Not pregnant. Not Woo. pregnant. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're here for that. Yeah. It feels really great. You feel like you kind of like cheated a system in a way. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You cheated biology and human yeah. nature. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, condoms and all of that. Wear right. protection if you don't but, want yeah. that. But yeah. But, but you still, never know. it still feels like I'm cheating. I know ne- you never know. Things happen sometimes, right? Oh God! So mm-hmm. I just you want to get? Sick. Can I? Can I tell you a side little side story about that? Yeah. About getting lucky. 
My friend got pregnant during the second day of her period. What? Go on. She she ovulated day two of her period. That The rarity of that is like slim to none. So she thought she had gotten pregnant – like a week or like a week after. And when she went and got a checkup of the ultrasound, the tech goes, no, you got, you got pregnant with the way that the baby is developed. You got pregnant during your period. You ovulated during your period, which is, I guess she said tends to happen to women who become very infertile at like later in their years. So she's like this most likely as a one and done and she wasn't really sure if she was going to keep the baby or not and because where she was in her life and she goes you know what I got a good job my partner though he'd be very new in my life is a wonderful man and she said I'm just gonna do it and so yeah it was crazy I was like what are the she goes of course it would happen to me (laughs) I mean, we've heard on this show of extreme menstruation, season one, Mm -hmm. we had someone on who has two vaginas, which was not discovered by doctors until her second birth. So it is true that, like, the female body can just have these mysteries that Mm -hmm. are solvable if we looked a little harder. But I have questions about what might be extreme if a ovulation happens and egg is fertilized during. What the hell? What happens in the the period, in the lining? Like, what was, yeah. It stayed around. So she ovulated into her period, which can happen. But, but then she didn't shed the rare. egg. No, the egg like just hung the, out. Like they were just hung like on. hanging out in there. Yeah. It was like the <sighs> person that you're like, you should probably have a glass of water and go home. And it was like, I'm fine. I'm going to go into another club and party. Like, and yeah. it stuck around and it found a sperm that was like what's up babe you like wanna you come here often she's like I'm gonna go home with him it's fine and all the friends left they're like leave her she does this all the time and now they're married so it's like oh, wow God. yeah that's that that's how I imagine that yeah no I like I that it. I can picture that and that's also like I would really watch the reality show a hundred percent I hope that would be on so Bravo good. my home away from home <laughs> And that's an amazing story, but also terrifying at the same time. I know. And I I, listen, I don't play fast and loose. I am also a condom girl through and through. Like, I'm just not ready for it yet. But man, let me tell you the thoughts. And I was like, wonder if the condom malfunctioned. So I ended up taking multiple pregnancy tests after hearing that story, even though there was zero chance it would have mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, I was in proxy. You know, I thought like somehow I was going to get it from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally contagious. Yes, very oh. contagious pregnancy. Everybody beware. Watch Next. out. Sex ed. Do not listen to this episode for yeah, sex Do not. Ed. No, no, no. Don't. No, no, We're giving no. you horrible information. Yeah. So they're, they're going to go well, to simple sex ed. That's a pretty yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Jess, where are you? Where are you in your, your um, flowage? I am luteal. I had a really weird one, y'all. And I talked to a great provider. I want to share the... The wisdom of, you know, you might have a freaky one a year. It's like that can be normalized to say you might have a freaky cycle a year. This may have been that. I like bled for 11 out of 26 days. It didn't stop great. Not collectively, but it was just like stuff was happening. But I feel like I'm back on normalcy. Acupuncture is great. Yes. Um, I have a different scent. I'm pungent Mm -hmm. in a different way. 
presently mm-hmm. that feels like it ha- must have to do with whatever else is going on. But it's never talked about how it all smells mm-hmm. and how that like is good information to get different oh, discharge yeah. smells, smells during the blood, like great to know. You can tell if you have an iron deficiency if you get in tune with it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah, oh. where's your, what's your what's your IUD doing to you right now? My IUD is keeping it real. And mm. I just ovulated. Yes. What is today? Yesterday. And I was wondering on Monday why I was such a nightmare. Oh, it all makes sense. Because I was just so sassy and overwhelmed and emotional. And like my ovulation is now my new period, it feels like emotionally. So, but no period, thank goodness. Just I get in the luteal phase. It makes me crazy. I turn into like a psycho sometimes. Same. And I'm like, is my body just like, we wanted a baby? Like, I don't know what it wants and why it's yelling at me. I'm like, we should be like pretty jazzed right yeah. now. I don't yeah. know why we're getting into a screaming match. Yes. Yes. It's right. pretty wild. Well, the system, hormones. Mm-hmm. The hormone, the system, like you were mentioning, the system is built, the reproductive system is built to reproduce. Right. So we are still, you know, in tune with our systems and get to say what happens in our bodies. But that system wants it to happen. Right. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it might be that cute aggression becomes almost rapey. That's not the right word for it. Yeah. You know. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back after this quick break. This ad is brought to you by Von Vendi, Von Willebrand Factor Recombinant. Hi, my name is Nicole. I didn't always feel empowered to speak up for myself or ask for the care and support I needed. Becoming part of a community and hearing other people's experiences helped to change my perspective. That's why my deciding factor is making my voice heard. To hear my story and access other helpful resources, drop by Von Bendy, that's V-O-N-B-E-N-D-I dot com slash patient dash stories. You guys are so entertaining. Yes, so good. You were blessed to have you here. And we're back. Welcome back to Flow. We are having such a great time here with Cycle Chats, Emily and Stephanie. There they are. So we're going to talk extreme menstruation. We're going to talk about whatever we dang well feel like in the Menstrual Awareness Society today. But mm-hmm. I would like to know personally if either of you have had an extreme period, a freaky one of a year or an ongoing extreme experience, if you'd be willing to share. I have to say mine are pretty right on. I started my period when I was 11. Mm, And since then, I feel like they have been pretty regular. There are times of like just weird alignment with what's happening in my life and then my Mm -hmm. period, I find. So like Mm -hmm. definitely during like I think the it's happened multiple times when Stephanie and I have started either cycle chats or a new show under the cycle chats umbrella. I am like I get my period the day that we drop the thing and I'm always like is this is this something telling me like this is meant to be uh I got my period on the day of my wedding that was unexpected yeah so uh, some uh, I don't know if they're like I said I don't know if there's an alignment that somebody or something out there the universe is like I will gift this to you so that you know you are on the right path in the right time, in the right mm. flow, as it were, because mm. um, that happens constantly. And I'm like, somebody is playing a trick on me. This is a joke that this all seems to line up. So I don't know if I've ever had a weird one, but that does happen way too often for it to just be 
like circumstance. But you take it as a sign of a of a good flow. Like you're in flow if you're of a good flow, monumental flows. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I take it as a sign from the ether, just being like, "Yes, man, keep going. You're on the right path. Keep flowing, girl." And I'm like, "All right, you got it. Let's do it." Yes, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it makes me feel great. I mean, when especially when it does happen on those monumentous days, I'm like. All right, great. I'm in. I'm in the right place, the right time. Here we go. Let's continue. Yeah. So, would you say so you're someone that, who enjoys that's my story. your period? Yeah. <laughs> Do you enjoy the bleeding part then? Oh. So oh. <laughs> I I have to go back to my origin story of when yeah, I got my period. Then tell us which all about it. Everybody on our podcast knows because uh, but flowers and I would love to hear period yes. stories exactly. Uh, so apologies if you've already heard this, if you're one of our listeners, it's such a funny story though. Um, so I got my period when I was 11, I was born into a Jewish family and raised Jew, Jewish. Um, Hmm. so I get my period the morning that we're supposed to go visit my middle brother at his family college weekend. So I get my period. I call my mom in. I'm like, mom, I got my period. I'm so excited to tell her. And she claps me across the face and I'm like oh my god I've never been hit before in my entire life and so I'm just in shock for a minute tradition my my exact I didn't know though they don't warn you about this in Judaism it's not like hey little lady when you get your period your mom's gonna slap you real hard I wasn't told I was totally in shock my pants are down she smacks me I'm like She's like, you're a woman. She's so excited. She tells my dad, we're like, we have to stop at CVS on the way to visit my brother in Pennsylvania. So my dad goes in. He gets me pads because I wasn't willing to try tampons yet. We get in the car. We go on the two and a half hour to three hour trip up to Pennsylvania from New York. And I get to this family weekend. I'm pumped i'm i'm so excited and proud to like be in this new phase of my life i see my brother in this hall of all of these families college kids probably at least 200 people here i walk in and i scream i got my period yes in front of all of those strangers and my brother and he turned red he was mortified and yeah that was when i got my period that's my first period story so yes i am always very proud of menstruator i'm always the one that's like i have a tampon i'm going to the bathroom like i make it very aware make people very aware that i am menstruating because i don't understand why there's shame around it like i didn't choose for this to happen so it's just a part of being a woman so like i'm just gonna be really proud about it here I am. I have a tampon and a pad. Do you need one? I'm going to use it. And and then I do my thing. I love that. Real. I am. Yes. On the other hand. Yes, Stephanie. Dude, I lose my collective faculties. So mm. I think I may have PMDD. The reason okay. I say this is mm. because I completely turn into a different person. My mental health takes a severe decline. I want to do the big on alive. It's mm. not great. It's very, very uncomfortable. It's I've always been like a little sad when I was younger. And like my mom always said, I noticed you shift a lot when you get your mm. period. She said, but there, like recent, more recently as 
obviously we get older, more stress is added to our plate. Mm-hmm. I think it just doubled down as I got older. And so it's been I I like the like the cry that I get to to do during mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like good hearty sob and you just kind of are in your feelings, but I don't mm-hmm. like the other freaky stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um so I try to be very mindful when I'm about to get my periods because I know, okay, I'm not yeah. in the right headspace and this isn't me. This is my body just producing severe amounts of of PMS essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how long does that last for you, Stephanie, usually? Because I oh, think it's different for everybody. T- two days into my period. About two days into my period, I'm good. Okay. It starts to lift. So mm-hmm. as I get my period, it will start to lift. Um, but like right up until, and I'll always know too, cause I'll be like, Hmm, I'm feeling spicy. You know, mm-hmm. like things are looking a little weird to me. And mm-hmm. like, I'll look at my tracker. Most of the time it says around 10 to eight days is when I'll start feeling it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have symptoms and sometimes I just get my period and I'm like, Whoa, what happened? Right. Um, so it really just depends on the kind of the groundwork, so to speak, that I'm doing to prep. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm not taking care of myself and I'm just like sucking down caffeine and like not eating and like having, you know, looking at water as my as my hydration source, <laughs> then, I, I, you know, things are going to get dicey. But when I actually take care of myself, which is what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. the symptoms are a lot less and more manageable for sure. Right. So hydrating, managing stress. What else? Do you have any other other tips? That Exercise. You... Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. kill yourself in the gym, mm-hmm. but like. Mm-hmm. It, like go for a walk, mm-hmm. do a couple crunches, like yoga. Mm-hmm. I think that has been my saving grace. And I do notice that when I am putting that into into my my forefront every mm-hmm. day, I'm a lot better across the board. Mm-hmm. But I think exercise gets a bad rap. Unfortunately, I think people think you got to do it because you got to get ripped. But I yeah. think you just have to no. do it and keep in mind that it is – it is truly a part of just being healthy. So even mm-hmm. if you don't and, – and training to your phase. Mm-hmm. Emily and I learned that from a couple guests of ours is that mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. each phase, you're supposed to train differently. Yes. You can't – like I'm not going to do like hip thrust and like crazy squats while I'm on my period or right before it. I'm going to do something a little bit gentler because yes. my body is like prepping for this really intense thing. So it, it doesn't crave that. Yeah. It's so that's my that's my biggest thing. And also confiding in people. Like I'll let Emily know. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting my period. And like it's funny because Emily and I, when we do sync up, we'll start getting testy with each other around the same time. And so we'll kind of know. <laughs> we'll be like, hey, just a heads up, I'm getting my period. She's like, Me too. So like we'll know that we're gonna be a little bit short with yes. one another. And it's and we still love each other. <laughs> so having a good support system, I think, is very, very important when it comes to having a healthy bleed, honestly. Right. Because if you mm. can't talk to someone and, like, tell them, hey, this is what I'm going through, mm-hmm. you're just – you feel very alone and you don't have mm-hmm. to be. Yes. That's so – I mean, communication is key. 
throughout, Duh. right? I know yeah, we're all like, oh. Duh. <laughs> we have podcasts as, about. Yeah, I was gonna say as we all <laughs> talk into our microphones. Yes, communication <laughs> is key. Communication <laughs> is key. I say it to every client, yeah. and every time. I mean, I feel like we talk about it every time we do our podcast. But it's so silly. Like it's a simple thing to say to your partner, whomever you're working with, right? Whether it's romantic partner or business partner, whomever to be like, hey. I'm feeling the feels or I'm a hot disaster today, but we're not trained that way. Like we have not been. Right. Mm -hmm. And for Mm -hmm. like emotional support, but quite frankly, also because in today's world, we need that conversation because we don't have enough intel yet correlated. Sylvia Plath probably had PMDD and probably didn't Mm -hmm. understand progesterone, right? And the part of what progesterone does to us that makes us feel so good and means we could hold on to an egg and all that. Mm -hmm. I always think of like, Good feeling. Hmm. If you like roller coasters, when you're first starting to come down, it's good, but it's like terrifying when you, it's a mm-hmm. relax that your body has to go into. And that shocking relaxation is what progesterone can do to people with mm-hmm. PMS and PMDD, right? So yeah. it's like, how do you know how to talk about feelings that might be overwhelming emotion that are coming from hormone messengers saying, get so relaxed now, like as if you were falling from the sky. And it's like, wait, that's not relaxing. And that, like to figure all that out, mm-hmm. we need to dialogue about what's going on. What it is, right. yeah. Yep. Right. And not, and not just, so I think the hardest part is like, and my, I mean, look to each their own when it comes to medication. I'm on medication. I'm on a low dose of antidepressants. I'm hoping to eventually be off of it. That's my choice. But the the first thing my gynecologist did was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to prescribe an antidepressant. And like, there was no lead up to it. It was just take, take this every day. Mm. I was kind of like, and it like sent me, it it caused a panic attack, which, Mm. you know, there was other stuff that led into developing an anxiety disorder. I'm I'm 99%, 98, 99% recovered depending on the day. But like it, it, I think unfortunately our medical system often wants to push a pill right away instead of, she didn't even bother to like try to ask me holistically what I wanted or try to come up with another game plan. It was just a pill was pushed on me immediately. Mm. And that makes me sad because Mm -hmm. I could tell she's burnt out or Mm -hmm. maybe she's not and she gets gets a little residual from it. But either way, it was not a good experience. I didn't feel really cared for or listened to. Mm. And I – and, you know, the fact that, like, I had to come to her with the information and to say, hey – this stuff is happening to me. I think it might be this. And she couldn't even tell me that that's what it was. She's like, oh, you're just sad. And I'm like, well, no, this doesn't feel just sad to me. Like, this is this is more than just sad. And it happens cyclically. Like, I can mark when it's happening. So did you get a new well, provider after that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay good. Sure. Surely did. Surely did. Yeah. yeah I like went up. So she, I'll give you a little side anecdote. This is yeah. the last time I ever saw her. She was like, um, she's like, okay, uh, you're just going to sit over here and that one of the girls is going to come back and grab you to fill out the rest of the paperwork. I said, okay, no problem. So I'm sitting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Ten minutes goes by. Fifteen minutes. I'm like, maybe I should go out there. It's weird that, you know, she's not come back. So I walk over and I was like, hi, I, I think you guys left me in the room. I just wanted to make sure the doctor come out. She goes, oh, you didn't go up to the room. You were just waiting in there. 
yeah, you needed to go up to the front. What were you doing? Like condescending. And I was like, oh, you you actually told me that the girl was going to come back. But no worries. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, I'm never coming never. back here again. Mm. And it just, it, it just felt – it did not feel like someone who genuinely had my best interest. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it just felt like she was burnt out, which I feel for the woman if that's sure. the case. I hope you figure it out. I know she had some stuff going on with her family. Um but like I, my my vaginal health and my sexual health is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. It, it it is I think it goes overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. And this I even think goes for men too is that we are not taught about the health of it. Like it it doesn't have to be this like sexy hot porno thing. Like no. sexual health is also just a normal it's just how your body functions. Right. It doesn't always have to be such a seductive topic. No, we so. sexualize it, right, in that in that capacity, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But no one's like, hey, let me talk to you about what's going on and how things should yeah. be and what's going to happen through all of these phases of your life, right? But I'm so glad you got a new provider. Shh, that one was – Yeah. Yeah, we, she, was, she was interesting, you know. We talk a lot about advocacy on yeah. this show and on a lot of the Bloodstream mm-hmm. shows, but mm-hmm. advocacy is this great thing we applaud when we see patients do it in our world to be mm-hmm. like, great, this is making a change. It's also an essential role that everyone needs to play if they are a patient at any point to show up at a doctor's office to be mm-hmm. the one who knows your body the best. While doctors right. may know medicine the best, they do not know your body the best. Right. And that relationship mm-hmm. building between a great provider and a patient who's having an extreme experience. Relationship is so important. Yes. Such a partnership. So what was a good what was the experience of speaking with a provider who heard more of what you were going through, Stephanie? And like how did that shift your experience? I think the I would say my therapist actually was I went through a couple of them to find somebody I actually liked mm-hmm. um, that not necessarily I didn't like it's not that I didn't like any of my other ones but it they just were never a right fit and this particular therapist she she validated the things that I was going through as like because she had gone through her own she didn't how do I let me break this down she had also gone through panic disorder and generalized anxiety disorder and depression. She didn't share it in grave detail. She had me open up about my story first. And then she also told me, she goes, I just want you to know you're in good hands because I too work with my own team for things like that. So I hear you and I'm validating that those things are real. But what we're also going to do is we're going to decipher what is just your anxiety acting up and like what are things – in more of like we did like a lot of inner child healing because at yes. that point that's what I needed and she said we're going to differentiate the two so we're going to be able to to now dig a little deep with that but also know that you're dealing with getting over this disorder and so she validated that I wasn't just you know just to pop a pill in my mouth and like make it go away she's like let's actually put practice into to what we're doing yes um and she listened she shared a little bit of her story without making me feel like I had to therapy her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, I don't know. She just, it, it, she did this thing that I had never experienced before. When I would mm. speak, she'd take her hand and she'd put it on her heart. 
Mm. And it really made me feel like she was taking what I was saying and actually listening and then helping me get to my own conclusion. So she was, she believed me. She believed me when I said I was feeling these things, but also was like, I hear you, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, you know what? I might've been looking at it weird. So she just, she believed me. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. She believed me and she helped me differentiate what was a normal bodily function and what was something I needed to work on. Mm-hmm. By asking mm-hmm. you questions about your yeah. experience, not just yeah, telling you got- what was normal or not normal in right. a general sense, but your specific yeah. Mm-hmm. She, experience. Yeah, yeah she yeah, just, yeah. she really, yeah, she li- she listened. And I think that's most, more providers need to just, li- I mean, I'm a makeup artist. I do that with my clients. I listen when they sit in my chair and they say, you know, oh my God, make sure you, you know, sorry. Or they like apologize for their face. I'm like, okay. I get where where we're starting off here is that Mm -hmm. really nothing I'm going to put on them is going to be good enough. So we're going to have to lay on the self-talk a little bit. And like, so in my own way, I have my, that's weird. I'll like practice what my therapist is using. Yes, I love that. They're like, oh my God. Yeah, I I say a lot. Salon chairs. Do you? Makeup chairs, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think they're like a couch, therapy couch. Oh, absolutely. We talk about it all the time in our salon because we're connected to a salon. And so we, all the time, all the artists will be like, oh, my God. And, like, we love it, though, because in a way we're opening up to them. So it's, yeah. They just so how often me. is someone sitting in your chair then and you're asking about their period? I'm curious. How often do you feel like you're actually Ooh. talking about periods of people you meet? So I'm big on handing out our podcast cards. Like, I'll oh, well, somehow always yeah. slip it into the conversation. I'll be like, by the way, did you know I have a pot? You know, we talk to a guest and they'll be like, oh, what do you mean by that? I was like, oh, I have a podcast. And they're like, what? People think it's the coolest thing ever. It's like a party trick. Um, and so then I'll kind of open up that we're a women empowerment podcast and we talk about what it means to be a woman, how we started as a period podcast. Nine times out of ten, the room will get really giggly and shy mm-hmm. because we're not taught mm-hmm. to, to talk, talk about, about it, it like it's normal. Our core group of people that we work with are very open. We'll be like – we're because it's mostly women and two men. And so we always let the boys know. We're like, we're on our period right now and we all sync up. And sometimes it's like, you know, we're all mm-hmm. getting real testy with each other. And we know now. Right, we've all looked at each other's calendars, so we're like, "Hey, heads up! In three days, I'm getting my period." So there's people are like, "Oh, back off, Stephanie's not, she's not dealing knowledge. with the shit today." Yes. Yeah. I love it, but like the general, my general people, I feel like Emily might have more luck with talking because she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were she's a yeah. professor. Yes, you were discussing so a little she, bit before that, like you're a woman mm-hmm. yourself, you have your own problems, so you have a lot of allowance and understanding for your students, obviously. Yes. So much so. I, I mean, I'm a theater teacher. So like that idea of discovering identity and emotions and expressing yourself and just being whoever you want to be and that being okay, the idea of empathy and sympathy, that that is the world in which I am constantly in. Um, yeah. So, you know, I I try not to like bash them over the head with like, I have a podcast. I wait until like the semester's over. And then I'm like, if you like the way I teach, I do have a podcast. Here's the information. And that's when I hand out cards. But since some of the girls uh, and people that identify as women uh, do understand and know what I'm talking about, uh, 
you know, I have a bunch of students that will just be open and honest about like, I had a girl email me probably a week or two ago and she was like, Hey, I can't come to class today. I I'm, I'm, I'm in my period and I am feeling it. I was like, Mm -hmm. I sent her back an email. I was like, I get it. I totally get it. Don't worry about it. If you want the extra credit points, here's the assignment, you know, feel better. Like, you know, and then I had another student who came up to me and was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like I have endometriosis and I don't know if you know what that is. I was like, Mm. of course I know what that is. I have a podcast and we just (laughs) talked about endometriosis and had a whole episode Mm -hmm. on it. And she was like, Oh, that's amazing. So I gave her my business card. It was like, if there's anything that I can do, you know, throughout the semester to make you more comfortable, just let me know. She was like, wow, this never happens where a teacher a knows what I'm talking about and B is open enough to say whatever you need yeah just let me know she was like a lot of people just don't believe me and they think it is a a made up something I'm like Mm. nope I I totally understand and so she had sent me an email one semester and was like hey I am in a bad space and I can't come to class today So I'm just trying to be open and honest and understanding because there are days myself when I don't want to come in. I started my period this time on Sunday night at 1 a.m. So I had to go in and teach on Monday. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be at home on the couch with my heating pad and chocolate galore. But I Mm -hmm. went in and I taught and I did what I have to do because I'm an adult. And so I try and give them grace and they also give it back to me. But like before we were talking about communication, communication, like I say all the time, Mm -hmm. is a two-way street. I can communicate to you, but unless you communicate back to me, it's a one-sided relationship and I don't, I can't read your mind. I think a lot of people think that the other person can read their mind. (sighs) They can't. Uh It just doesn't work that way unless you actually open your mouth and tell me what's going on so that I can therefore come up with a solution to the problem. So communication is so important and I think so important in absolutely every relationship, but teacher student, because that's where I am constantly is, is so necessary. They're so scared of like that authority that I have over them. And while, yes, I am a, a, a professor and you are my student. There's, I, I still want to get to know you on a human level, who you are, what your hopes and dreams are, and help you, if I can, along the way. And I can't do that unless you give me a little. Like, there are still students that I don't know um, in the class that I teach at one of my colleges, because that class is 110 kids. And there are still probably about 40 kids I don't know because they've never cared to participate or come up to me after class Mm -hmm. and introduce themselves. I just met one of them the other day. She came up to me. She was like, hey, can you tell me if you have my reaction paper? And I was like, sure. What is your your name? name? She she was (laughs) like, oh, I'm blank. I'm the one with the really long last name. And I was like, oh, well, it's so nice to meet you. And she, she giggled and she was like, it's nice to meet you too. We have one more week of class and I had no idea who she was. That's not great. Yeah, Yeah. that's not great. So communication is so important. I want to actually know you and like what's going on because then I can help you if there's a problem. 
Well, so yeah. and menstrual leave is important. It's important to have a system of menstrual leave. Yes. Being like, yes, we understand that yes. you might need to take a knee today. And on a level of student teacher, the fact that you're able to be in a position of authority and foster that reality is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And having to, I'm sure, stand up against sometimes whatever permeation of other authority that would like it to be different. But for you to maintain this is how things are going to be run. That's what we imagine in my in classroom at society. least. Right. Yeah. But that should be like that in every classroom, right? Like, yes. We have a long way to go, but I at least try and foster that in my classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the first thing I literally say to my students on our first day is that this is a safe and judgment-free environment. Yes. Because I just want them to know that their voice matters and I hear them. Because I don't Mm -hmm. think they understand that a lot of the time especially this next generation, because they were born with phones in their hands. So they're like, communication is over the phone. And I'm like, nope, no communication is face to face. That's not how that Mm. works. That's not how that works. Texting is texting and talking is talking. It's very different. To practice perception of communication, perception of time too. We Mm -hmm. were talking about time, like the menstrual time Time. at one a.m. is when your body's like time to start doing this and then take a rest. But then at eight a.m. you're like, I have to be somewhere, and really that's white patriarchal time versus menstrual time, which would be yes, exactly what nature needs to happen when the rain falls and it floods. When it's done flooding is when it's done flooding, not at eight a.m. necessarily. Right. So yeah, to coexist right now between these two things, but hopefully, like yourself, be in a position to make more spaces that are understanding of menstrual leave Mm -hmm. would be a great thing to do. Yeah. 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 We just need to be better about it. I think people need to be prouder of the fact that they menstruate and speak up more about it. And then the uh, people on the other side need to be open to hear it. Like, I grew up in a household where the men outnumbered the women, but like my brothers never were disgusted by it or were like, oh, Emily, keep that. Like, we don't want that in our bathroom. Like they were very, (laughs) I was open with them clearly as I screamed, I got my period to my brother. Um, And like my dad was also extremely open. Wait, why did you do that, by the way? But why? I mean, I'm really honored to know you that you did that, but why? So Uh, amazing. I was just really proud of myself and I wanted my brother to know that's why I did it. And I thought I screaming it. it was the best way to do it. I love 11 it. 11-year-old Emily much. really wanted everybody to understand that where she was in life. I mean, yeah, it all that's who I like it lines up. Yeah. Yeah. I I always wanted my brother's approval uh, always because I I love him so much. So like that was just I would do things like that all the time. If I got like into Nisma that year, which was like a a cool musician thing, I would like run down the hall screaming it. So this was just another milestone in my life that I was like, I need to scream it at him. And I did. And uh, 200 strangers. Yeah. I love it. I love that for you. I I love it. I think we should like get everyone to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's replace the slapping tradition with the yelling tradition. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Let's see if we can. Yeah. I'm at least if I if we do have a daughter, my husband and I, if we ever have kids, but if we have a daughter, I'm at least going to let her know that that's going to be a part of maybe what would happen. I'm not just going to like. What about throw that throwing water? What about throwing water in the face as the new? I don't I don't know. That's still it's still aggressive. It's very soap opery, but I think that was the point. I think the point, right, that is to be like your whole life is going to be different now because that's what happens. Well, at that we, time. well, so, well right. we, yeah, I we want to slap for menopause uh, oh, when that happens. 
same. We looked it up because we had our moms actually on the podcast. Um, and we looked up what the slap meant in Judaism. And I cannot remember what it means. But if you want, oh, can you can go back right and listen now. to that ep- episode with, yeah, my mom was like, I'm going to look it up. And she didn't. And I don't remember what it means. That was so long ago. That was our second episode. <gasps> Two and a half Ever? years ago, baby. What? How many yeah. episodes do you have now? Oh, God. we're at. I was just looking. I was listening to something. Yeah. Something, but that's only on cycle chats, and then we have sync up, so we're probably close to a hundred altogether. Nice. We'll add a round of applause here. Congrats. Yeah. Keep thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you find oh, it? It's I supposed I, to be. I yeah. Can't remember. It's so it, essentially, it's like it's so that they understand the physicality of becoming a woman. Well, and how, like, how essentially intense it's gonna be. So I mean, yes, that slap was intense. I, that's very accurate. Yeah, but so. also so scary at the same time. So scary. I had literally never She's been like, touched in my family before. What about and just like a just little absolute, like a play yeah, tap? A but like- she like cracked. She cracked me across the face. I was like, oh my god, I have done something wrong. It was very, very trauma. scary. That was a traumatic moment in my life. Trauma. A little bit of trauma. Yeah, traumatic and tra- excited. I think about that all the time. I'll never, I like have that image in my head forever and ever. Sure. I yeah. remember my mom, or like tell, me telling my mom that I got my period. And she goes, um, she's like, yeah, well, you're going to have it every month. And I was like, what? Like I didn't tell, really yes. grasp the severity of like when you get it mm. i was like this is super fun right like i'm part of this elite group now and then cool i realized it had to happen every month and i was like this is a nightmare <laughs> yeah but what this? is even a month we decided a month is called a month because we started marking 28 days right so yeah calendar. like women did that said yes. like okay that's yeah oh my time. god you know yes. what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i never put two and two together my mind is we just, blew, just, right just now. blew your mind. They love that. Yeah. Just yeah. blew my labia oh. right out. Oh, honored. Honored. Menorah. There's a place in Wild, California, where there's actually some early oh, indigenous yeah, that's right. drawings yes. of calendars from young Faya. Brilliant. Crazy. Mm. I love that. Mm. Women invented time in that regard. Could you imagine? We invented everything. Time? Yeah. <laughs> it's mother, mother time. time. Start saying that. Mm. Mother time. Mother time. I I have tried to be better about my uh, pronouns when and if I ever refer to God Uh, Mm. instead of the she that so many of us were born. I I usually I try and do they. I just picture God having like just a bodacious set and like both parts and a beard and the most fabulous glitter mustache, heels, gorgeous legs. Yeah. I mean – what a beautiful specimen. Yeah. Snaps that fan is just like, you know, it's just very, it's a drag queen. God is just a giant drag That's queen. That's what in I my was mind. thinking as you were describing. Did you guys see those AI? <laughs> Did you see Yes. The of the Republicans. <laughs> no, I have to find this. it for you. Oh, okay. it's, uh, it's it's so good. Genius. It's so good. <laughs> Someone took AI drag of the Republicans, prominent Republicans right now. They, they call them the Ru- the Republicans, like like RuPaul. yeah, to be like the new yeah instead of like on Ru- drag, drag race, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's absolutely Excellent. brilliant. 
So good. Great. Yeah. God. I mean, God is a menstruator. No, I don't know. God is menstruation. Something about. God is menstruation. Well, think about it, right? If you put like menstruation is part of the process of creating life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if God created life, then in a way, we're creating life in our bodies. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, scream it down the hallways. So are we we gods? Yes. Yes. We are higher powers. (laughs) We all have high power. I think that's a different episode. Yes. yes. We could probably expand Uh on a little bit. Yeah. Uh But there's a really good thing on YouTube if anybody wants to watch called The Egg. And my husband and I have watched (gasps) it. I don't even know. It is millions of times same. Man, okay, blow okay, go your watch it. mind! Yeah. Okay. Like I watched it and I was like in tears when I was done. I was like, yeah, oh, "This is beautiful!" Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a beautiful idea of just kind of what humans are. I love a chef's we kiss will. on there. We will yeah. do that. We will include that in the resource notes. We will include cycle chats and sync yes. up and everything that you're doing. And thank yes. you so much for taking the time to be with us together as menstruating individuals. We look forward to more of it as more menstruators should always be talking to each other, yes. to you, Emily, Stephanie, to us, thank you. Sarah and Jessica. Thank you so much for being on Flow. Thank you for having us in your flow. Oh, damn, I got nothing. Thanks for syncing up with us. <laughs> Oh my god. That was good. That was good. Perfect. Flow is produced by Bloodstream Media and edited by Kay Vermeil. Shout out to Flow's creative director, Amy Board, and hosts Jessica Richmond and Sarah Watson. New episodes are available the second Thursday of each month. Hey, that's the day after I start menstruating.